It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I am Wendy. My partner, Brock, is behind the glass, pushing the buttons. Delighted to be with you as we tick down yet another busy work week before a holiday. And not a lot of holiday-ish behavior going on out there. Do you guys see what happened outside the Democratic National Committee, if I'm not mistaken? Washington, D.C., 150 different protesters pretending to be... Uh, pacifists, right? Cease fire. Stop the war. Do something. Becomes total crazy, nutty, tear gas. People getting thrown all over the place. Human chains. People refusing to go. Police officers assaulted. It was madness. Total mayhem. And there was one person arrested. Well, that's that's special, isn't it? We're going to talk about it a little bit. Not a lot. Because we all know what's going on. You're not stupid. You don't need me to browbeat you. But we found some stories that I think we're going to lift you up today. And you're going to need that. Also, FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr. In the third hour of today's program, as yesterday quietly, the Biden administration got access and authority all over your internet. What does it mean? What happened? What do we do about it? All of it and so much more today. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, consistently in polling, if you ask people, regardless of the election year, regardless of the state of the economy, To rank in order the priorities, the agenda items that they find most important when they go and they vote. It's almost always money related at the top. You can flush in some social programs, some woke nonsense here and there and have everybody clutching their pearls and, oh, we've got to help so and so. or Oh, we have to push back about blah, blah, blah. But if you don't have money to pay your bills, none of this matters. And that is why it is the economy, stupid, is something that has transcended transcended time. It's true. Money, money, money. Look, some of the most miserable people I know are the wealthiest people I know. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that money 
buys you happiness or contentment or fulfilling emotional connections because it doesn't for some reason it makes people crazy but there is something that's very nice about having enough to not be worried and what we have in this country i just saw something 15 percent of residents in california apparently can afford to buy a home 15 one five this is not the place of an american dream anymore we are now really in some economic doldrums for so many people and it's a prudent conversation for us to have because it is this government that did this to us these are the cheerleaders of multi-trillion dollar packages do you guys remember when donald trump threatened to veto the two trillion dollar cares act and everybody went nutty oh he doesn't care about and all donald trump was saying is i don't really think we should be closed I mean, we need to be open for business. Why give money when we can open and make money and not destroy future generations' ability to earn and save? Because we're bankrupting them with our debt. And so we are in a position now that has been predictable. Those of us who did not vote for the sock, we're trying to warn everybody else. You know what you're going to get. There is not a Democrat out there who comes into office and wants a small government, that wants responsible spending, that believes in an administration-wide audit to trim the fat, pull the belt tighter, and eliminate all the pork and nonsense that we know has created the monster called Washington, D.C. So two things crossed my, my attention this morning, both of which have me frustrated that's a, i'll put it nicely this headline is just unbelievable u.s postal service reports a six and a half billion dollar net loss as first class mail falls to lowest since 1968 ladies and gentlemen this is what happens when your federal government runs a business it sucks tell me in your mind's eye, what does your post office look like? Now, I have a P.O. box, a business P.O. box, so I'm there at least once a week. Mine looks like something that you would find when you went into a prison to talk to a convicted murderer behind the glass. The only thing missing is the phone on the wall to ask for 100 self-adhesive flag stamps, please. And make them forever because... At this rate, it's going to be a buck fifty by 2024. How many times do we have to bail out the Postal Service? The facility is ugly. It looks completely unkempt, right? You keep jacking up the cost to mail stuff, and you get bails out, bailouts. You got $10 billion from the Treasury just two years ago. Where the hell is your money going? If your husband came home and you were like, you know what? I was just checking the bank account and uh, we're 20% in debt. What happened? Well, you know, I kind of ran the household finances like the United States Postal Service. It would all make sense. Why is this happening? Why haven't they privatized? Why hasn't Shark Tank put out a, a, a casting call? Anybody out there who can run the Postal Service more efficiently, more effectively than these morons at the highest echelons of the Beltway bubble, please come. I've got a job for you. Can you imagine if Jeff Bezos overtook the Postal Service? Right? 
We would have flights going in and out. You wouldn't be waiting until next Thursday for your grandma's birthday card. It would be there already before you thought about it. $6.5 billion. That's this year. So far, this year. $6.5 billion. If that's not enough to frost you, and it is enough to frost me, I found this to be a uh, dubious headline as well. Not even dubious. It makes me angry. Do you guys know this? Elite universities received $45 billion. $45 billion in federal funding in five years. You, as you and your family are struggling to do what you need to do before Santa comes. God forbid you're trying to squirrel away some cash for the kids' 529 plans if you think it's worthy at the end of this year to send your kid to college down the road, right? As you're worrying about all this, as you're cutting corners, you're canceling subscriptions, you're clipping coupons, you're cognizant. How can you not be? Because you're forced to be. Your taxpayer dollars are not just going over to Ukraine. They're not just going to all these other countries where you're bailing people out, buying pensions for the folks in Ukraine. Your money is bailing out universities that don't need the money. Elite Ivy League institutions, including Stanford and Northwestern have reportedly garnered $45 billion in federal payments, tax breaks, and subsidies over the past five years. This is an audit by Open the Books. God forbid our freaking government should do an audit. I got this weird idea. I know it's totally outside the box, but I like it. Our Congress isn't in session for three months out of the year, at a minimum. They're in recess. You know, have a great summer. Bye-bye. Why not roll up your damn sleeves in those months and figure out a way that you can carve 50% out of your budget and 50% out of your personnel? And I guarantee you they'd still be wasting money and there would still be duplicitous jobs. The findings shed light on the financial contributions from U.S. taxpayers to some of the nation's most prestigious academic institutions. Let's scroll down for the kick in the pants. Open the books found that five Ivy League colleges reportedly took in $220.6 million in COVID-19 aid bailouts. Why do you guys think all these schools mandated the vaccine? Also, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Princeton, Northwestern, all part of this report crosshairs. Stanford receiving one8 Million dollars to study the impact of the retail environment for tobacco and marijuana on college students. Cornell securing a $4 million grant to increase the number of minority faculty in the biological sciences. Columbia University, $5.7 million granted from the National Science Foundation, that's code for your taxes, to create fake voicemails from the year 2065 in a hypothetical world decimated by climate change. What the hell are these people doing? They're living in an alternate universe, and the universe is one that you're paying for every single day. And then the payout that you get is having your child come back home. Indoctrinated, activated, clone trooper-esque, ready to rock and roll and be a malignant protester. Gosh, I thought this monologue was going to be cheerful. I That was fake news. I'm sorry. All right, don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to get into the meat of it. And the meat is this. How about some uh, stealing of ballots 
How about some ballot fraud allegations from what? A very blue city in a tremendously blue state? What? I got it for you. Don't go anywhere. It's the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Headline voter fraud. Massachusetts officials investigating a woman allegedly stealing ballots. No. Come on. It's safe and secure. It was the safest, most secure election ever. This is not. Come on. Story. Massachusetts officials are investigating allegations of voter fraud after video footage appearing to show a woman removing ballots from a mailbox arose out of the city of Lawrence. Strange sentence, but okay. The footage obtained by NBC10 Boston came from a local man who told the outlet that when he went to vote in person on Election Day, on November 7th, he was told that he'd already voted. How many times does this happen to people? And then you're there, and there are people waiting, and you're like, wait a minute. What do you mean I already voted? I'm keenly aware of who I am and what I do. And I didn't vote. Well, then you're just going to have to fill out this form. Fill out this form and we'll put it in this envelope. And we'll make sure this envelope gets to the right people. Uh Uh-huh. I want you to hear the story from NBC10 themselves. Because, you know, we're not allowed to question the sacred security of completely unsupervised balloting. So I'm sure that this story about video allegedly showing a woman stealing ballots from a Massachusetts mailbox is just election denialism that can be dismissed. Listen. Well, right now, there are two police reports alleging voter fraud in Lawrence at this time, and there could be more on the way. We are told that there is an investigation going on at both the state and local level. And one man tells us he actually caught a woman on camera going into his mailbox stealing ballots. This is the ring camera video appearing to show a woman taking out three ballots from a Lawrence man's mailbox. This is the man who didn't want to be identified, but says he went to go vote in person on Election Day last week and was told, according to the list, he already voted. That's when he checked his camera footage and then contacted police. The Essex County District Attorney's Office and Secretary of State, William Galvin, are now looking into any allegations of potential voter fraud. We're going to get all the ballots out of Lawrence. We're going to get all the mail-in ballots, and we're going to review everything and all the provisionals and reconcile the list. And a further investigation contacting some of the people who allegedly voted by mail needs to be done, we will do it. There are two reports of potential voter fraud or stolen ballots right now in Lawrence. There may be more. It's premature to say how many. The second report filed was from this Lawrence woman who's still waiting for elections officials to decide whether her in-person vote will count or the mail-in which she says has her signature forged. How come it's not going to be counted if I'm voting right in front of you and I'm telling you that that vote that you have there is not mine? State elections officials are now sorting through these allegations and we're told the results would be delivered before the candidates begin their new terms in January. We're on it. The minute we heard about it today, we took action. We've had a history of sending people to jail when they've committed crimes. That's what we'll do here. 
And there's also another component to these cases. If that mail was stolen out of those mailboxes, that's a federal offense. And we're told there could be a federal investigation on the way. If I watched the video, she took it. It's not a huge mystery. Scooby and Shaggy do not need a Hail Mary here. Like they can see it. I'm looking at it. She takes three things out. Well, there you go. Right? How about the woman who said, I'm telling you, that's not my that's vote. That's not my signature. Well, we're going to get to the bottom of it. We'll figure out which bo- which ballot we count. How about the one that matches my signature? <laughs> right? Here's my ID. What, what, what are we missing here? It, it's, and I think this is the problem that so many of us have. If you want to stop out-of-control spending, you stop spending. If you want to break the habit, you quit it. If you, if you want elections that people can depend on, you eliminate all of this mumbo-jumbo ballot drop box, changing of the rules, don't worry about the signature, postmarked, eh, you know, whatever. We'll be loosey-goosey with it. It's a pandemic. Who knows? It was a scam from Alpha to Omega. And you're seeing the players. Whenever I see Mark Zuckerberg, whenever I hear the name Bill Gates or Soros or Schwab or any of these players of suck, if they're anywhere near the orbit of something that we depend on, constitutionally to protect us something that is enshrined in our founding fathers documents which they labored over for years whenever i see these players nearby i know we're about to get screwed so here you are boston massachusetts thankfully whomever the the goofball election official is he does the normal democrat talking point so he's clearly a democrat well we we identified this immediately Right. Oh, we were just as surprised as you were. But when we found out, we took swift action. We will fully cooperate. You know, it's the playbook answer when someone gets caught. How about how about all the people being rounded up, the homeless folks being rounded up by a Democrat being being paid ten dollars to vote? It's it's not even It's not even complicated to see anymore. There's really no fun in it. It's like it's like looking at one of those I spy books or one of those puzzles in the newspaper. And you have to circle the things that are dissimilar in the two pictures. One of these things is not like the other. Once you see it. Right. It's not enjoyable anymore. Then it just starts making you angry. This is where I am in today's program, my friends. So let me ask you this. Do you believe that there is wide ranging, including the Republican, wide ranging support to put pressure on Israel for a ceasefire? One poll we have says that. I say hooey. And another poll, the first major national poll that shows Donald Trump is ahead. We're going to go through these numbers for you. You decide what you believe next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, you know, we pay attention to the polls. 
We don't put a lot of stock in the polls. We enjoy watching the trends. We like seeing how things are covered by the media. We enjoy watching the residual freak out, panic, meltdown mode that we do so commonly among the legacy media. But we have two polls to share with you in this segment that I think are very interesting. And the second one I think is dubious. Uh, That's a gracious word for my thoughts on this one. This particular article comes from the Daily Caller, and they're talking about basically this Quinnipiac poll being the first real national poll to sink its teeth into the idea that Donald Trump is going to beat Joe Biden. Now, if you've been paying paying attention and you feel the way you feel about America the way we do, if you believe that the word MAGA is something for which we should be proud That it is not a demeaning moniker, that it is not an insult, that it is something to be cherished and to be emulated and to be elevated. This idea of America first, America exceptionalism. And, And I've long wondered, especially when the supply chain stuff hit during Biden's beginning of his presidency, because he sucks. Why is the greatest place on planet Earth importing anything if we wanted to anything that we could have possibly needed in this country we can make here here with our people and our ingenuity and our resources but what you have is a bureaucratic system that rewards the few for selling out to foreign countries that enrich themselves as well. And you end up getting perhaps subpar products, whatever, but you end up paying for that. Why don't we just do it here? Why is it that like 90% of the pharmaceutical industry's medicine, why is that made in China? Why do, why do we trust China with anything? Have you guys seen any of the videos or the pictures during COVID of the factories in China making those stupid cloth masks? Was anybody else out there scratching their head? And they, by the way, the facilities where these masks, which are, which are supposed to cover your face, which you're going to be breathing in ostensibly forever if you're a panicked leftist, in facilities that are filthy, they're on the ground. I don't care about cleanliness. Did anybody else wonder? Wait a minute. So we import a virus from China and then we pay China to help make the antidote, which isn't, in fact, it makes it worse. And then we're going to have people test for the virus. Pretty sure you knew that you had it because you felt like crap. We're going to make tests for the virus in China. So you're going to triple dip on us. We're going to get you sick, right? We're going to shut you down. We're going to force you to get this vaccine. We're going to force you to buy our products. And they are all bad. Why don't we do this stuff at home? Major nationwide poll puts Trump ahead of Biden for the first time. Underscores my idea that no, duh, says the majority of folks who identify as MAGA. Former President Donald Trump leads President Joe Biden by two points in the latest poll by Quinnipiac. A first For that poll, Trump receives 48 percent support from registered voters, 46 percent for Biden. Poll released Wednesday, conducted November 9th through the 13th, 1,574 registered voters, margin of error 2.5 percent. Trump also leads Biden in a three-way race with Kennedy, 
Kennedy draws 21%. Trump's lead over Biden and Kennedy also held up in a five-way race, with the former president holding 38%, Biden drawing 35%, Kennedy securing 17 with Cornell West and Green Party candidate Jill Stein each getting 3%. All right. Trump and Biden held commanding leads in their respective primary campaigns. Blah, blah, blah. We know. How about this? Trump leads DeSantis in Quinnipiac by 48 points, while Biden led author Marianne Williamson 74 to 12 percent. Now, you could just say, wow, he's just killing it. I have a different take on that. Do you guys realize that 12% of those polled by Quinnipiac, who are Democrats, said that they would prefer Marianne Williamson over Joe Biden. Personally, I'd love to hear Marianne Williamson's views. She seems super out there. She's an author. She's into some ethereal, celestial stuff. I've been known to enjoy Stuff like that as well. It's nice to have an outlet, a dreamy, otherworldly place you can go. She's into crystals, whatever. Wouldn't you like to know what she thinks? Well, he doesn't want you to. And so we won't. 12% in this survey would choose Mary Ann Williamson over another term of the suck Joe Biden. This is interesting. Joe Manchin is considering a possible third-party run for president himself after announcing he would not seek re-election to the Senate. Um, (laughs) Do you guys think that the person doing Joe Manchin's advising is the same person who told Ron DeSantis it was his time? Because they both are woefully incorrect. Biden previously led Trump by one. This was Quinnipiac's September poll. He was up by four in July. I, I, you know, I find this very hard to believe. I find it very hard to believe that Donald Trump and all of the things tangible and emotional that came with his presidency, where we felt security, where we felt proud of America, where we believed there was a representative who cared about us first, who enacted policies that were beneficial financially to the fiscal wherewithal of this country, where we were not talking so much about the social issues that drive the majority of the Democrats' agenda. It was better. There's no question it was better. And anybody who tells you otherwise is lying, period. So we we have this story that that in this national poll, this is big time. Donald Trump is leading him by two. All right. That brings me to this one. Same website, different poll. Americans are breaking with Biden's handling of Israel-Hamas war. Poll. Americans are breaking with President Joe Biden's handling of the Israel-Hamas war as a majority of Americans think Israel should call for a ceasefire. Do you guys believe that is true? Do you believe that a majority of people here in the United States 
who clutch their pearls if a, a guy who fancies himself a woman is to be kicked out of the Kappa Kappa Gamma house at the University of Wyoming. That they'd be outraged and worried over that, but they'd be perfectly okay with the barbaric slaughter of innocent Jews on October 7th. Like there's, there's no way to get behind that. There's no way to be pro-Palestine, by the way, because pro-Palestine is pro-Hamas. You can say, I'm pro, let's stop killing everybody. That's where I am. I'm pro, can everybody just stop and grow up for a second? But the reality is Hamas has to be destroyed. Hamas has to be destroyed. And that is what is so scary about seeing so much of these uprisings, these militant, noxious people, like what we saw yesterday in Washington, D.C., outside the DNC. 150 rabid, raving protesters who are basically protesting in favor of people who slaughter babies. And I want to take a huge mirror and I want to hold it up and be like, really, this, this is, you're cool with this. Because what you've been propagandized into becoming an activist for is horror. It is evil. It is the depth of darkness. You're going to go home and kiss your granddaughter to good night now? Is that what you're going to do? The poll says 32% of Americans believe the U.S. should support Israel. Only one in three. One in three believes that. That's a nine-point drop from a previous October 12th through 13th Reuters-Ipsos poll. So you're telling me that after Hamas invaded Israel and you had U.S.-contracted journalists riding along to chronicle the entire despicable affair, you mean to tell me that after that, Fewer people support Israel because that's not adding up to me. More Americans, 43%, are opposed to sending further weapons to Israel, but by all means, let's keep sending it to Ukraine. Really? Then those who are in favor of doing so, which is about 31%, 31% say we've got to give them what they need. 43% say, you know what, they've gotten enough. No, I know that there were babies who were put in ovens while their mothers were raped. It's, you know, they're occupiers. Wow. Since Hamas launched a terror attack on Israel October 7th, Biden and his administration have committed the United States support to Israel during their war against the terrorist organization. Amid calls for a ceasefire, do you guys hear, hear that Lord Farquaad? Justin Trudeau in Canada has now changed his verbiage to he's now demanding a ceasefire. Hey, little man, how about you take your ball and go somewhere else? Because you're just dirty as balls. And everyone knows it. And you suck. Demanding. I demand. Oh, I'm sure Benjamin Netanyahu is shaking. Justin, you know, shaking. 68% of Americans believe Israel should call for a ceasefire and try to negotiate with Hamas. You know what? I'm pretty sure Israel can do what Israel needs to do. 
considering they're an island surrounded by Arab nations that hate it, hate the nation, hate the idea, hate every Jew. And in there, baked into their religion, is the call for extermination. And you want to tell me that nearly 7 in 10 Americans think, you know, Israel, I just wouldn't do it. What do you guys think? Be aware of propaganda because it creeps in in subtle, quote, scientific ways. All right, don't go anywhere. Coming up on the Wendy Bell radio program, we will continue the conversation with what is the Spanish phrase for oh crap? Oh boy. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So we're supposed to believe in this Reuters Ipsos poll, 1,574 respondents when asked about the war in Gaza, that 68% of us responding said they wanted a ceasefire. Ceasefire. Really? See, that doesn't go hand in hand with this idea in the Gateway Pundit today. Headline, Democrats reeling as Spanish language news leader changes its tune on Trump. Wait, what? So you got Latinos for Trump. You got some rappers out there saying it. You've got folks. How about the guy in the Boston election like ballot theft story? How about he is a Spanish speaking man? Is he like he's not speaking English? And this is the guy who says, I didn't vote. You guys stole it from me. Our Hispanic American citizens aren't stupid. They know what it's like to feed their families under Trump versus Joe Biden. The stars in their courses just might be aligning for a Donald Trump victory in 2024, just as they did in 2016. And the most recent evidence of that is Univision appearing to change its tune toward the former president. The top-rated Spanish-speaking television network is under new management and has taken a much more favorable view of Trump than it did during 2020. The Mexican media company Grupo Television, oh, excuse me, Grupo Televisa, merged with Univision in 2022 to create Televisa Univision. Brevity is the soul of wit. Uh, Variety is reported. In a Tuesday article, the Washington Post noted with a clear subtext of distress, the rapprochement between Trump and Univision. Quote, when Donald Trump ran for re-election in 2020, his campaign called Univision, the nation's most influential Spanish language network, called it a leftist propaganda machine and a mouthpiece of the Democrat Party, the Post recounted. Three years later, Trump is treating Univision and its new corporate owners like long-lost friends. He hosted a trio of its executives at Mar-a-Lago last week during an hour-long Univision interview that was notable for its gracious tone. Starting with a question about how well he is doing among Latino voters, Trump is, In early general election polling, the news outlet added, Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, a friend of one of the executives, helped arrange the interview and was also in the room, according to multiple people familiar with the event, the Post said. 
He cited a recent New York Times-Siena College poll, Trump did, published last week, finding him trailing President Joe Biden among Hispanics by single digits, 50 to 42 percent. It's a fascinating interview. So here we have Donald Trump seeing and making inroads with some of the communities that have been most adversely affected by the fallacy of the Democrat Party, that we care for you, that we're the party of the little guy, that we're going to fight for you. We are your champion. You have been pushed aside for too long. Hitch your wagon to the DNC and we will be your new messiah. Well, the black community knows it's BS. What do we have now? We have black men, black non-college-educated men who seem to be the most astute among us, hand over fist going for Donald Trump. Enough that their numbers, if you believe the polls, neutralize the wine-drinking suburban white liberal college-educated woman's vote. Fascinating. So do you guys remember this? I had forgot. I want to play for you a, a, a Trump campaign ad. Look, if you as a business are responding to trends after they've already hit, it's too late. If you see inroads to make with certain businesses or certain groups of people that have not been tapped or who are woefully unhappy with the current state of affairs, you do what Donald Trump does. And you go after them. You go to the fraternity house where the co-eds are throwing a football before a football game. And you throw out footballs. You go to the diner where people are. And you hand out pizzas. This is Donald Trump. Or you're Joe Biden. And you hop on Marine One and chopper to Delaware. This is a, an ad which I, I think is fantastic. And you don't even have to know Spanish. You'll hear Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Here you go. This is Latinos for Trump campaign ad. I love it. Yep. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump for my family because of the economy, because of the opportunity. Vote for Donald Trump. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. And he uses video of his stupid dance, right? Which is fantastic. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. He knows that he can deliver for Hispanics, the same way he's going to deliver for the black voters and for everybody else. Look, these polls can tell you, oh, Donald Trump, he's ahead for the first time, says Quinnipiac. Oh, my goodness, by two points. Bull crap. Bull crap. You cannot tell me that there are 46% of people in a, in a 1,500-person poll who say they would prefer Joe Biden. That's total garbage. Code propaganda. All right, so hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program, moments away, and we're going to talk about this idea of pushback. And it's not Republicans pushing back. It's MAGA pushing back. There is a distinction. 
You've got your conservatives, you've got your Republicans, and then you've got your Magans. I just made up a word. <laughs> Magan next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. <laughs> 